hear me? This is the Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. Hey, we're back, and uh, I've got Georgette here again today. I'm excited. Um, we're, we're kind of in a series talking about fitness marketing. I mean, we could probably do uh, endless podcasts on fitness marketing, and last time we were talking about websites, and I thought this time let's get a little bit more involved and more focused on on um, on some of these uh, concepts related to that, like like Facebook. And uh, Georgette, I think you're you're just about to tell me that you weren't an expert on that, right? <laughs> well, I'm not a big expert on that. I can't pretend to be. Not that I don't use it. <laughs> I do. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's okay because you know I'm, we're all learning here, and I'm sure uh, we've probably experienced a lot of things that other trainers haven't. And uh, I, I bet that the vast majority of people on here aren't actual experts. I mean, some people are more versed at it than others. But just in right. terms of, uh, you know, fitness business and fitness boot camps, um, right. what's your experience with it? Tell me a little bit about how you have used it and what you've seen that kind of works. And especially, you know what would be even more useful is if we talked about what didn't work. Because I think that w- then at least we could talk about what people should avoid doing if it, if it were, didn't work. And I've got some ideas too. Uh, you can, you can. I'd love to hear your your take on it first, though. Probably would. Yeah, it's. A, well, I guess what I I did way, you know, in the beginning was try to figure it out as I went along, which was like not a good idea. So, you know, it's better to actually. <laughs> learn something, uh, research and learn something about it prior to doing, you know, just trying to go in there and fuddle through it Um, because that's actually what I ended up doing and uh, I was able to, you know, get a successful campaign. But, see, I'm not doing it for local marketing. I'm actually doing it, which it doesn't really matter, but I'm just trying to clarify I'm doing it to capture leads for a business, you know, by giving away something of value, obviously. But, you know, I have the ad set up that way. Now, of course, there's other ways that you can do that with the local business as well. You're obviously trying to capture, you know, prospects rather than sell them right on the spot or offer, you know, a low barrier uh, product or service, or a free trial kind of thing where you're kind of killing two birds at one stone. You know, you have this free, you're capturing the lead and, you know, giving them a free trial to the boot camp or, uh, you know, so the concept is the same. But, you know, I finally figured out how to use some of their newer tools. And um, now they actually also have, um, an option, if you have an advertising account, an option where you can actually call them. And I didn't do it yet because I'm, I was away, and now I'm uh, – but I do have an email to set up to a uh, phone call with uh, someone from Facebook. And actually, they did call me, but um, I had to reschedule. You know, so they would help you with certain things and certain, you know, ads. So I'm about to do that. So there is – a an option there too but you have to know a little bit too what you're doing prior to talking to them because after all they're in business too you know to get increase their you know advertising and so you have to make sure that they're actually doing what you want them to do so you have to have come in with some kind of knowledge otherwise they're blindly leading you that's to a place where it's probably going to benefit them rather than you. So you still have to know. Right. Yeah, you still have to know something. You can't just go in. I have questions about retargeting. I have questions about custom, not custom audiences. I, I'm using audiences like that, but I, I still want to do a few things, and I know what I, I want to do. I just don't know how to do it. That's different than not knowing anything. Right. <laughs> Right. 
Yeah, yeah so let, they, let's step back for a second and get really basic. Just just for the listeners and for anybody that might be just starting out, uh, you know, at the very beginning, let's let's get basic for a second. So, and we can use it kind of by going through your your process and my process. So, um, when I started, I started with a personal, just a regular Facebook page for me, an account, just like anybody. Right. And um, and then I uh, right when I went, had a business, the first thing I did was I wanted to have a business page. And back then, it's actually changed now. Um, you, you, there was there was way more flexibility, but it wasn't really uh, it wasn't as streamlined as it is now. Uh, and you could create a, a Facebook page for your business and cr- get viral marketing going on and all kinds of crazy stuff. And now it's a little bit more controlled. Facebook's really controls it more. It seems like. Um, and I and I and then I I was really kind of confused about it because some trainers I knew, you know, would be like Georgette, you know, Pan. Own, your your actual Facebook profile would be, you know, Georgette, owner of Nutri Fitness Bootcamp Pan. You know, <laughs> it would like you would actually have it in your name. They do all sorts of funny things, and um, you would make it all about you. And then there'd be other people that didn't want to have their their individual account in in any way tied to their company page and i remember people would even not even have a personal facebook account and they would only create a company page and i think that that's gone through a lot of change i think people are starting to realize you know the reason why people go to facebook still and it's changing it is changing but but still to this point people don't go there specifically to shop they yeah. go there for fun. They go there to socialize. They go there to be distracted. They go there to see their friends' vacations or what's what's new and what's up. That is changing. You know, there's more and more advertising on Facebook, and there's more and more people doing all kinds of things. But still, people don't. They they f- still feel safe on Facebook. They're still going to go there, not expecting to be completely inundated with marketing. They still go there, you know, as a social experience. So, all although all this is changing. Uh, that's still true. With that being said, for me, uh, sometimes my personal Facebook posts, this is what really surprised me, but it shouldn't have. Sometimes if I you know, personally post, I'm doing a special boot camp class, I get all these people commenting, liking, sharing. I could put the same post on my company page and uh, you know, 20 people see it, nobody likes it, nobody comments. And what that, what that told me was... Yeah, people are not really there looking. First of all, not, they're not even maybe looking. They are seeing it, but when they see a company page right off the bat, that's corporate, that's advertising, that's marketing. And whereas, you know, they're they're not really there for that purpose. This is changing, like I said. This is kind of not going to be this way forever, perhaps. But um, anyway, my experience has been my personal Facebook page has actually been way better than my than my public page. But then I learned something the hard way. What is that? And you start over promoting on your personal page, then you become. They look at you as you know being, you know, well, what are you doing here? You're not socializing anymore. You're being commercial. You're trying to sell us something every five seconds, and now you know people start tuning you out. And I actually even had some people unfriend me in the early days, and I wasn't even doing it that much. I wasn't being that obnoxious, but even a little bit of obnoxious goes a long way. <laughs> so. I, I, what what are, what were your experiences early on when you were first getting started just with Facebook before it got really before you learned about the advertising side? I, we're going to get to that later, I think. But let's just talk about the basics first. I well, I didn't do the advertising. I tried it, like I said, it was like fumbling around, way, 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 way when it first started. But I did have a page for. We didn't have a page actually for our business right away. You know, they, we didn't even know about that when it first started. So, and then it, you know, you, you should have a page for your business. Everybody went bonkers doing a page for their business. And then Facebook also changed, like you said. Now the posts don't they they don't show it to everybody in the news feed. So it might reach you could have thousands of you know fans and it'll reach ten people. Well, I, of course nobody's going to like it or share it. They're not. They're not even really seeing it. So that's partially Facebook's fault. It's not only, you know, it's partially Facebook's policy. It's not only what you're posting or where you're, you know. So they they kind of helped, <laughs> helped make, help make it worse. 
Right. But, well, and unless you yeah. pay, right? That was their that was their uh, trick. I, I don't know if you can call it a trick, but that was their method of getting businesses to pay for exposure. Well, Not yeah, everybody's going to see it unless you do pay. Right, and even then, you know, it doesn't mean, mean, mean it'll be. It's a good idea. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it isn't. But you know, if you could boost the post, as they call it, boost. You know, pay to boost the post, and then you could advertise, which is like totally different. You know, it, it's it's an ad when you boost the post, but it's it's more like more people will get to see it in their news feed rather than you know the traditional ads that are in the news feed or on the right hand side. So I mean, there's there's a few options, but I, I think it kind of really put a a damper on the pages in my opinion I I don't you know you can't boost every post like that or call you know or, so it's like nobody is seeing the stuff is and that puts you know I, I think they're, they've become a lot less popular probably because of that so there goes your side of not how many people are going to the pages and you know and liking them, so, or even following them, so that that ends up with your results that people weren't were commenting more on your personal page than your your business page. Mm. That could have been, you know, could have, you know, what came first? Probably the fact that the popularity they weren't seeing anything in the news feeds from the pages because they wanted you to pay for ads or boost the post or whatever. But um, right. Yeah, so I, I, you know, those are some of the, the that was the experience I had there too. I don't find there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, interaction on the page, especially when you you can't you can't be everywhere. We have a group. We have a you know a private group. We have our own pages. We have several business pages. I have several business pages. <laughs> So it's like you know, and then you don't want to post the same thing and and everything because they're not related. So you know, becomes uh, you really got to figure out what you're doing. Most trainers though have their own page and a business page for their business. You know, so that right. that's kind of where we're at with that, I guess. I but yeah, well, it's not complicated. It's already complicated enough, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can confuse people if you get too many things going on too. Uh, if you're, well, you know, if you're not targeting uh, a, a single target market, it, you know, you can have a lot of websites as long as you can keep it straight in your own mind. But it sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people, some of the trainers I see have so many different websites and things, and they're not really, you know, they're not. It's not really clear which one their client should even be going to, or a prospect or prospective client would even go to, and. Sometimes that can be confusing, uh, unless you're making it clear and driving traffic very deliberately to one. Uh, sometimes well, that gets you, out of hand too. The target audiences when you first got started, like you were now, so uh, they they could be extremely targeted to your area, to their interests, to their um, you know. You could narrow it down now. In the beginning, when I was floundering, that there really wasn't that option. The options were, you know, fitness, you know. I mean, so if you're going to target fitness, you're targeting millions of people that aren't even in your area, you know what I mean? So it's come a long way as far as how to targeting audiences and their interests and their likes and and look-alike audiences and all this, you know, all this stuff. But you're basically running a local ad, so... In my case, too, in the beginning, it was a very small, <laughs> it was really small because I I narrowed it by age group and I narrowed it by the city. And then I found out that, hey, there's not that many people on <laughs> It's like I was expecting like thousands at least, you know, this is not a big area. It wasn't a big city. Now I'm going back to the beginning, Okay know what it's like now because I have I haven't looked at that yet but you know it was such a small number I thought well it doesn't even like 
I, I was floored, to be honest. But then again, I'm in a very small, you know, rural area, and it was years ago. So it, I know for a fact it has grown immensely. But since then, mm. yeah. So in the beginning, I didn't. I thought, well, this isn't worth it. And it wasn't in the beginning, but it is now. So, you know, let's stick to now. And that's what I'm going to be doing next. I'm going to try to do um, a local ad, you know, a local Facebook ad for, for the Facebook page. But here's the dilemma. I don't just want likes. Like, you know, before it was, it's almost like buying a like, you, you know, like right. people like People's like, no, we don't really want that. Shouldn't really be the 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 goal because exactly, yeah. I, that, and so you don't want to just buy likes because that was another thing used to be people used to do in, in the beginning. You could go to Fiverr, you could go. People still do it. The, even these big gurus that have all these big likes on their page, go look at their statistics, and you see that they're coming from. Uh, you know, kids in you know Ethiopia and like countries that are, you know, they're they're not your target audience. They're 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 buying they're buying likes. Right, so, right. So just to look impressive, like, woo, I have a hundred thousand likes. Yeah, but if they're twelve years old and in Ethiopia, who cares, right? They're not targeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not. It is uh, to your market. So we're getting back to the point. You don't really want to go in there and buy likes. Like that's not the thing. Even when you know getting likes on your page, okay, if they like it, that's fine. But that's not the only goal you want them to do. You want them to take action on the ad, whether it be you know sign up for the free report, sign up for your 21 day fat loss product, you know sign up for your two free weeks of boot camp. You know, you don't want them to just, you know, like the page and leave. <laughs> so the, right, that's, yeah. That's kind of what well, yeah. we really have to get into targeting, and you really have to get into targeting, and you really have to get into the construction of the ad and what you're going to offer. So. Yeah, and we had a, you know, I'll give you, I want to give you a couple examples, too, that go along with what you're saying. It used to be that if you could you know, create some kind of a big viral marketing thing with, with your with your uh, company Facebook page, then buying likes was okay because more likes meant more people saw it, and that's obviously not necessarily true at all anymore. Um, and then if they're, you know, ridiculous likes that you purchase, just try to trying to do that, it doesn't seem to make sense anyway. But And for a brand new trainer or, or somebody who hasn't really established themselves with a big following on Facebook, it's still it's even more pointless because really what you're looking for is targeting your traffic to a buyer. You don't want somebody who's just going to like your page although that's okay. You want somebody who's going to click through and sign up for you know, what you have to offer. So the the rules of the direct response type of marketing and marketing in general like we've talked to talked about on previous uh episodes is is more relevant than ever because you you need to give them a, a you know a headline that gets their attention, and you need to you know create a compelling offer and get somebody to go and, and subscribe to your email list at least you know like you said try out the one week or two week free trial, uh, or even buy something on on your website you know because you gave a really good offer. We actually have a client in the fitness bootcamp inner circle who did a really good job and he. Um, he copied a, an ad that was that he you know heard from somebody else, but he tested it and it was really pretty clever. It was very simple, you know. Um, and I, I'll see if I can pull it up here in a minute. But it was basically you know something like seventy five, eighty percent off of a you know a twenty eight day uh, fat loss boot camp. It was something like that. And he had it was just text. Um, I don't even think he had a picture. He might have on one of them. One of them he didn't even have any te- any picture. It was a post on his company Facebook page that he just set up. He's a brand he's brand new to training on his own. He's he's done a lot of training, but just not his own business. Um, and uh, he's in Texas. He put it out there on his Facebook wall, 
And it was very little text. It was just like 28-day, you know, fat loss boot camp promotion, like 70% off or 80% off or something like that. And just a little bit of, you know, this is going to go fast, you know, come join me, um, uh, you, you know, perfect if you need to lose 10 pounds or more, you know, right. something like that. Very right. simple. But it was enough to get people to, to take notice. And then he paid – and, uh, and I, my guideline that I think is, you know, you, you have to know your target market. So you want to, you want to, when you pay for a Facebook ad, you can, you can tell it uh, what, what you want, whether you want to target a particular area, uh, whether you want to, um, uh, you know, target a specific ty uh, demographic audience, age, male, female. And I think he targeted 28 to 58 year old females, like I often do on my ads, and he got uh he didn't he got some likes but more right. and some comments but more right. importantly he right. actually had 30 people uh, as showing uh, um interest in the program so he didn't even get that many likes and he didn't even get that many comments he just got people contacting him saying i want to know more about this program and he said right. he had about 30 prospects just from the one ad and that was in maybe a couple of days so the, that shows you the power of it. Yeah, it is something that you need to do. Uh, right. In fact, I think advertising-wise, Facebook gives you exposure more direct and more controlled than anything that we've ever seen before. Even Google, the difference between AdWords, like buying pay-per-click ads on, on Google, which enable you to you know, target keywords. So somebody types in fitness boot camp in this city, and you can, right. you, you know, or personal trainer or fat loss in your city, you could target those words and have your ad show up. But they have to be typing it in. They have to actually type in, I want a boot camp in my city. And then you might show up. That, that's how pay-per-click on Google works. But in Facebook, it's a whole different world because you're able, you don't have to wait for somebody to type that in. You're going to actually put your ad in front of, in front of your ideal customer that whether they're not even searching for it and they just see you everywhere and 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 Facebook's really expanded on this where where even I it's kind of scary big brother but they're tracking everything where you go which websites you go to through Facebook what you're buying through Facebook and you can even with their advanced uh Facebook had has an ads manager Right. And uh, which, if you're new here, you you know, uh, Georgette and I are aware of it. But if you're brand new and you don't know how Facebook works, you can boost. What I did and what 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 are the example I gave earlier is that the trainer had he had um, uh, boosted a post. So when you have a company page, you see a little boost button right next to it, and that that's telling you you can pay to have that post shown to more people. Now, the only, that's great, but the only problem with that is that it's very simple. It only gives you a couple options. You don't, you can't really drill down to your target market. It gives you a couple quick options, and then that's all you get. But if you get into the ads manager, there's a section uh, further on down the road, further on down the list on the left, left that's called the power editor. Now, I've only done a little bit with this, but we're it's pretty sophisticated, and it enables you to literally. You could even import your own address and phone lists or email lists uh, into that, and you can go way beyond. You can say, I, wanna, I want anybody who has a Facebook account that's tied to this particular email address or phone number, I want to send an ad. I want my ad to show up to them. I mean, you could say, I want to have somebody who likes this page but doesn't like that page, who's a part of this group and who doesn't like that group, and who is in this particular geographic area and who's exactly this age and, you know, bought uh, uh, another fitness type of product within the last 30 days to see my ad. I mean, that that is yeah. unprecedented in advertising. This is insane what you could do with it. So I, I just uh, I got pretty excited there for a minute, Georgette. Sorry, kind of rambling on here. But um, I just wanted to give you the example of that of that particular ad and how how it went. Now I have one more I'll, I'll mention, and then you know I'll love to hear more of your comment on this stuff. But I created an ad recently in my little fitness lab that I do, uh, which is my boot camp, which I'm still pra experimenting in for the benefit of our podcast and for our listeners and our fitness boot camp inner circle. So I I did an ad. By the way, we need to do some content on this. I need to do a video on on how exactly I did this. But yeah. I created an ad on a 24-day fat blaster boot camp in, in my town, discounted 84%. Uh, 
and I I I, I modeled it off of the um, you know our daily deal. You know the yeah, daily deal was, strategy where you, yeah I was go ahead. That I was just going to say, how about if you don't know what to do, model your Groupon ad or your you know uh, if you don't know what to do for an offer. That might be a good idea. Model your daily deal, and here you just said it. I was okay. Go yeah, ahead. we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. So, I, well, in the in the daily deal, you're the the idea. Of, if you don't know what a daily deal is, by the way, it's it's companies like Groupon, and out here we have Living Social, and there's a whole bunch of them springing up. Your local your local newspaper online may have a, a daily deal site attached to it. Now it's becoming more common for local media companies to have their own. Daily deal. Basically, they're they're extreme discounted deals that are that they email out regularly, and people you know buy them at you know and then go redeem them at the business. So uh, the way that works though is that they have to get paid somehow. So typically, they take a large portion of of whatever they bring in, and you get a small portion, or they might take fifty percent, you get fifty percent, and then the client comes in with their coupon and. In exchange for giving away a bunch of your 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 profit, you get a, a lead, you get a customer that's you know, highly qualified because they paid something. Well, typically, you create a high-value offer and you offer it a big discount. So you would have your boot camp plus a T-shirt or a gift card plus a this and that and, a you know, a workbook and a diet plan and, you know, something that has a value of way over 30 bucks. you know, like a value of 200 or $300 and it's at, you know, 90% off or 70% off or something, you know. So they're basically buying a $300 product, you know, or service that you provide, a bundle, and you get it for, like, you know the the customer can buy it at thirty dollars, and then the uh, the, um, the the you know the, that that would be the daily deal. Well, the advantage here is that you could run the same deal and not have to split it with anybody. Right. <laughs> you don't have to split it with the daily deal company. And, you know, and and you could potentially, you know, on the flip side, you'd have to pay for that. Uh, and I'm not saying to do this instead. I'm just saying it might be a good addition. So uh, anyway, my ad, um, I, I I created this one. And it's been out for like a day, and it's reached 361 people. And what's funny about it, and oh, by the way, my budget was $200. Uh, you know, and the reason why I said 200 is because I don't want to spend a lot of money on something that doesn't work, and I want to test it. And you could even test it with 25 bucks or 50 bucks, but I wanted yeah. to test it with enough money to actually give get some good data for for our listeners, and you know, I can report that. And for our inner circle members, give them the details. But so far, it's it's organically only reached 20 people, but paid wise, it's reached 341 people. And I've only spent maybe 12, maybe 11 dollars out of the 200. So you know, and and by the way, here's what's important though. That's not important. Uh, you know, so far you could say, well, you've wasted 11 dollars just having people see this ad. Well, I've already had one person who contacted me and said they were interested, seriously interested in it, and uh, I'm following up with them to see if I can, you know, turn that into a new client. So if I get that one person to say yes to this to this deal, I will have, um, you know, and I'm, I'm selling something that's a high value, several hundred dollars for about 47 bucks. So I'm not going real cheap. It's It's a low barrier to entry offer. But it's not like a $19 thing. It's still some money. If I get that one person, I've more than, you know, I make $47 and I only spent $11 to get them. I would do that all day long, even if that client didn't ever come back after the promotion. Now, if, they, if, she, if she sticks with my program, you know, the lifetime value of a customer, $11 to get somebody that potentially would pay me, you know, over $1,000 in the course of, of a year. And so when you think about that, here's where I think, I'll, and Georgette, I'll, uh, I'll um, calm down for a second enough to let you pipe in again. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to just finish up with on that little example was, and, and the, both examples, was a lot of trainers are so afraid to spend any money or do anything that they perceive as being the slightest bit risky that they never even get started. They never even, they wouldn't fathom putting an ad and then putting a budget of $200 in. Now I can cancel the ad or pause it and I don't spend my 200 bucks. I've only spent my $11. It's not even 11, it's under 11 bucks, $10 and something cents. Like $10 and I don't know what I've spent. Nothing. Oh no, 10.19. Here it is. I get a report right here in front of me. $10 and 19 cents, not even $11. 
and right. I could I could stop the promotion right now and not spend another dime. But so many trainers are afraid to do anything that they don't even try this stuff. And right. uh, I, I just think that's fascinating. I don't know. How about you? Yeah, I I think that there's that's why I have I'm gonna get on a call with uh, with Facebook because there, there's just so much. I know that there's so much opportunity to to do you know something like that. But I like the idea of the low barrier of entry. I would use something similar to what you know we used for a daily deal to get to use as the ad itself. And um yeah, I'm I'm listening to this. <laughs> I'm interested myself and you know I didn't realize that we had somebody in the inner circle that had uh, shown that. I didn't I didn't uh, come across that. You probably came across and talking to him. But we should Yeah, post yeah, I did. Yeah, we'll come across we'll post something inside the members area, but um for people that are not members here we um, we'll give you the best we can, and we'll put some stuff up on the blog if you want. Oh, and it. and uh, absolutely. The other thing is, um, you know, I, I think that we need to do uh, I, we need to do some more content on this. I'm thinking of doing a video. I think we got to do a video of how to to show the steps and yeah. uh, give some more numbers and more examples. In fact, if you're listening to this and you want to comment on the blog. If whether you've had success or not, it would be really helpful to everybody. I uh, would love to hear, you know, or comments or the, or the. If you're listening on iTunes, you can leave comments there too. But any comments that anybody could leave on on the effectiveness of Facebook or questions you have or comments or problems you've run into, uh, that'd be so helpful. Right. Yeah, I'll have to get this. I will get this up on the blog as soon. You know, once it's published, I'll get it up on the. Yeah. Uh, no. I did. I did run into a challenge once uh, with this. I want to mention uh, a challenge that I saw was I. I had to tr- test out my ad uh, about five times before I got it approved, and even had to contact Facebook because it was so ridiculous. Because they kept uh, they kept rejecting my ad and wouldn't post it. And finally they said, oh, okay, yeah, you know, it makes sense, we'll post it. But it was funny, the automated process, they they claim that it's a mixture of automation plus people checking, you know, actual humans involved Mm -hmm. in looking at what you're doing. But I think it really leans more towards the automation side because if you post anything that they don't like, man, you get, I mean, they really slap you quick now. Um, for example, I'm going to give you an example. I had an ad. They have a, one of the rules that's the hardest one that I just discovered, and I read a whole blog article on it this weekend. If you put an ad, and I have an example of this where I have this weight loss versus fat loss um, uh, image, and um, you, you, my, uh, my image is a, a picture of a, a, a female, you know, healthy, fit-looking gal in the middle, and around her is a lot of text. So there's like a there's like bullet points and a headline and there's a lot of text. Well, I, I used that because I thought this is a great photo for, for my paid Facebook ad. I put it in there and within seconds of submitting it, they didn't even, it didn't even analyze my text in my ad. It just went, nope, we're not going to allow this. And apparently there's a 20% rule. So if your image has 20% of the space on the image or more is text, they won't allow it. And they use this grid system where if any letters fall into these, you know, grids, and even if a part of a letter falls into it and it classifies it as 20%, it boots your image. Well, I didn't know that. They don't, you know. And then, and then also, if you, you, you know, in fitness, we're always using before and afters. They don't allow before and afters. If if the computer catches that it's a before and after, it says, yeah, no before and afters. You know, we're trying to keep it clean, keep it safe, keep it a good place for everybody. I'm like, what? You know, they're really killing our industry with that. And yeah. then, uh, then the other one that they won't let you do is a uh, picture with too much skin. So yeah. you know, because it, it's like looking at if it's going to be nude, nudity or something. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's got to have been just a couple of bad apples that spoiled the bunch, right? I, I imagine somebody selling some chintzy product out there, you know, put a bunch of, you know, yeah. ridiculous ads and now no, none of us can do it well so i have real clients with real before and afters and they're covered up with decent amounts of clothing you know they're not they're not 
they're not terrible. I mean, they're definitely not risque, you know, or something, and they're they're presentable. And nope, can't do it. Uh, and I had a, a couple banners that I designed for my ad that were awesome with really good text on them. Nope, can't do it. So you do got to be careful with that. The other thing is if you send them to – here's another thing I discovered. If you send people to a page on Facebook, so in other words, you boost a post that just simply sends them to the post and, and says contact you. Or if you do a, a post, or if in your ad, the link in your, in your post in the ad sends them to a page that's on Facebook. You know how you can, like a lot of us with using like the Awebers or the MailChimp Constant Contact lead pages, you can create a, you know, an actual, or if you're using FitPro Newsletter, you can create a page on your Facebook page that is a special, unique little landing page. Well, th it, what I found is that Facebook is more likely to approve it even if it's got other issues, if it goes to a page that stays within Facebook, Facebook's safe. They want to keep people in that environment. Um, right. I did learn, though, that uh, if if you're on a mobile device, a lot of times people can't see those special Facebook tab pages you make. So that may or may not be helpful. You may be putting an ad out there, sending people to your special Facebook pay, page with its own tab, and if they're on a computer, they can see it but they can't see it on a cell phone, depending on their platform. And I've learned a lot about this. It's crazy. So if you're brand new, I would just suggest keep it simple. You know, maybe try boosting a post. Keep it, you know, the age range, your demographic. If you're if you're like in most boot camps, you're probably weight loss, and you want to target primarily women 28 to 58, and, you know, you want to keep it within 5 to 10 miles of your boot camp. And then just keep it really simple and just use those criteria. Boost that and and create a low barrier to entry offer somewhere between like $29 and maybe $79, something that's way under 100 bucks so that you're not asking for too much or even a two week trial or one week free trial or something uh and then just and then try to get them just to like your page and send you a comment, send you a question or fill out a form. Maybe you send a link to your website, which gets them to opt into your email newsletter. Um, there's so many little nuances in there to mess with, you know, way more than we can describe just on a podcast. But I think people probably get the idea, I'm hoping. so. And I know, Georgette, you've done a lot of different things, and you have a lot of followers. Do you find that your for your boot camp, does your Facebook page, does it do anything for you? Do people communicate with it? Um, do you uh, post content on there a lot? How does how does your you know boot boot camp and and studio you know Facebook pages work? Do they work? Well, for you? yeah. Well, I, they they don't not work. How's that answer? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's better than saying it works. Like as if there there was these fantastic you know numbers, but it does it does work in a sense because. A lot of people actually find that, uh, whether they find it on Google or whether they find it through Facebook. It, uh, they actually have found me, and I don't know how. So, you know, there had to be a way that they, got, they found the NutriFitness Bootcamp page. So they were either on Facebook and they were looking for it, or they were on Google and it came up, you know, first page or something. So... That that's another point because these pages rank pretty good. So just to throw that in, they rank good on Google. Mm. Is what I meant. Yeah. So right. yeah. So the, I've gotten messages inquiring about the boot camp because you, you know you're they're allowed to message through the page. So how mm. did I? You know how did they find me? Well, they found the page either through Google or through Facebook. There's only two choices, but um, you know, or you know, maybe they signed up there too on the newsletter because there's a newsletter sign up on that page as well. But yeah, I've had inquiries through there, which you know, there's there's a thousand other ways to to you know locally and on the internet to reach us. So you know. Um, apparently, in, in that answer would be yes, it worked. Because that's where they chose to hmm. reach out to us. I mean, they could have opened the phone book and looked for Nutri Fitness and called us. They could have seen a daily deal and then went to the Facebook page 
and then found, you know, and then found us. They, however, they got to to us. So in that instance, yes, it did work. You know, so right. Do, yeah, so I do find that. And what do I what do I post? Our newsletters, right? Go auto post our fitness magazine auto posts. We used to do a lot more on there, run little challenges, you know, post little things, little challenge type things, whether it be nutrition or exercise related, where they had to accomplish it. That's a pretty good idea to keep the page engaged. Um, but, you know, that goes in cycles too. <laughs> we, we go in cycles with it. Because you have to prioritize at one one point or another, but you know, they it's mostly based on our clients' feedback too, what they wanted to to see you know to see more of on. They liked the challenges. That was a a pretty cool idea. It could have been a simple thing like uh, you know drinking. <laughs> I'm making this up. Drink eight glasses of water today, and to see how many you know. Post it when done, and they done, 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 done. You know, everybody was like getting into it, or do you know x amount of uh, I don't know jumping jacks, burpees, squats, whatever, and uh, you know post when done. They liked those challenges. Those are cool little things to do on on the page. Right, right. I like that. I like the interaction. That's probably one of the best things to get people. You know, a, a survey questions or little right. challenges, I think that's a really good way to get people interacting. Right, and the majority of those people were, are, are already our clients. And, and then they'll, their friends, you know, will come over and see it, you know, too. Or they'll tag their friends or, <laughs> or whatever, you know. So that's, that's one way to get a little more exposure and interaction. But um, that's something we've used. That's why I'm telling you. And it's something we've done. It's great. I had a, a guideline that I give a lot of new trainers. I just did uh, some information on this uh, in one of our videos um, in the inner circle. But the basic idea was uh, to create kind of a system for yourself as a goal, you would promote up to four times a day. Now, I, to be honest with you, um, yeah. My current fit, you know, boot camp that I restarted as a lab to test, uh, you know, haven't quite worked up to that level yet. My old company, um, uh, when we had in our heyday before it was, um, when, as it grew to a very large size, it was very easy to do. So depending on the size of your business, this could be easy or tough, but it's a goal. And that was to post four times a day. And one of them, uh, the most important one that you could post is transformation pictures or people in process. Like, it's really tough, and it does, it does, you know, people always say, oh, man, I don't have that. Well, you know, it's really easy to be lazy and not do before and afters, but you've got to make an effort to take a picture of everybody coming into your boot camp. And beforehand, it, it, even if a lot of them won't want to, you just kind of have to make it part of your protocol so that you can get as many as you possibly can, and then try to track them down at the end when they've seen some change and it could be, it doesn't have to be three years worth of change. It could even be 24 days, a month of change, 21 days of change. Um, but something where you, you know, they've, they're excited about it and get an after picture. Of course, if they've been with you a while and they've really made a transformation, you should update that and get that done. Well, that's just normal. You need to do that for your business no matter what. Well, it really applies to the social media stuff because it's one of the most powerful things you can post. Hey, look, you know, my friend Joe or Sally, client Sally, just lost 20 pounds, look how amazing she looks. And if you can't get a before and after, which is the best, you could at least get a uh, written testimonial from them and a picture of them doing something active and fun. You know, showing yeah. them, you know, hey, before her knees were hurting so bad she couldn't even get on a, she's doing this long ride, you know, uh, next month that she's training for, look how good she is, she looks out on her bike. Here's a picture of her bike riding and she lost 20 pounds. And here's a quote from her. I mean, something that shows success with your clients is like the number one thing you should try to post on a regular basis. That would be post number one. Even later, you know, if you're really gung-ho, you could do this all in one day and keep doing it every day as like a goal. Uh, I wouldn't post more than this, by the way, because it becomes almost obnoxious. But if you've got the material to do it, you can, you know, if you've got good content, 
you you can it's hard to overdo it if it's good you know uh, and then the second thing would be, you know, you uh, uh, exercising or eating right or basically practicing what you preach. You know, like you doing the right thing is cool as a trainer because it shows that you're, you know, not just some overweight, over fat trainer who's just barking orders at people, making everybody else work out and you don't really, you know, practice what you preach. So believe it or not, that can be a powerful thing. Like I used to do little short videos on my, my, my camera phone, just, you know, my cell phone. Um, on me preparing a breakfast, you know, and it was like two minutes long or 30 seconds of some little thing that I was doing, or you, know, you could do an exercise of the day that way also, you know, if you wanted, if you wanted to create your own content that you later put together into exercise videos, but even just a 30 second, here's how to do this exercise today, any of that qualifies, you know, you being, you know, kind of the showing, practicing what you preach, eating healthy or exercising, working out. Um, another, also what falls into that category, kind of in between the first two categories, is action shots of your of your clients working out. So action shots of your actual boot camp are very powerful. Sometimes I have a hard time doing these when I'm when I'm really focused on helping the clients. I don't want to stop and take video, but it's getting easier and easier with your phone just to snap a quick you know photo. Uh, you know, in the everybody's doing a, a, a squat test, you take a photo, you know, really quick, or you got an interesting exercise that just got set up. You do a, a, a 10 second video. I mean, it doesn't even have to be some polished thing. Sometimes it's better that it's not. Um, and then the other the other couple posts are, you know, basically your, um, you know, if you've got uh, some some cool promotion that you're running, you could you could do that. You know, you can you can make it make it basically about uh, about your um, you know special promotion that you're running. And it, it, but you don't want to oversell. You don't want to be cranking out the sales messages all the time because then you you know you kind of you want to provide good content so you keep people following you as long as possible. So we did a whole video on this and all the different things that you can post. And um, I just I thought I thought it was a really interest interesting to see what some of the trainers did with that. And in fact, again, if you want to comment or if you want to show what you're doing or explain what's working for you, we would love to. Hear hear it but anyway Georgette I, I know that you post your newsletter and that's yeah. a big thing um, do you I wanted to ask you too what you think of Twitter and I have something I have some kind of cool thing that I discovered about Twitter also um, but I know that you're using I believe you're using Twitter right I do but yeah again it's for business to business you know mostly for me so I'm not um, I'm posting to other trainers for the most part, although my newsletters, they, they do go automatically out. So from uh, Twitter, they, they go to both, Twitter and Facebook, auto-post. Mm, so. mm. yeah, 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 that, that Twitter's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, it I'll, is. uh, <laughs> Sometimes I have friends that love Twitter and hate Facebook, and then other people I like, I don't get Twitter, you know, I, I just don't get it. I mean, if you're a Facebook person, sometimes you don't get Twitter and vice versa. But the Twitter people love it, and sometimes they hate Facebook. I, I'm not sure. I think there's some something going on there. But. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I know I'm not. I'm not a real big Twitter person. Like I, I'm kind of in that mode. I don't really like it that much either. But you know, I do have, um, like in my case, it it were you know. It works because a lot of my auto auto posting is done through, you know, through Twitter, which then shows up on my Facebook posts. So I use it, you know, but I don't um, I don't spend a lot of time over there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not scrolling through tweets or looking in the news feed. So that's kind of what I mean. Right. I'm, you know. I don't have all that kind of time. I, I'm active on on all the social networks, but, you know, you have to divide your time and attention. Right, right. Well, a, a couple other things you can post uh, on Twitter and Facebook. You know, I was mentioning the transformation pics and, the, and the, you know, you, uh, one of you training or eating clean. You can also do one of just kind of a mindset or motivation tip. I mean, yeah. You know, people can overdo the quote sometimes, but but I think it's kind of hard to do because they people do like positivity and inspiration, and so that's another thing you could add to your posting. And then you could also do client appreciation pics, pictures. 
and that that was kind of like the transformation one but that'd be the fourth one to do it is the uh, client appreciation just like hey i just wanted to shout out somebody did something accomplished something or something they're into you know people doing fun runs and those are really positive good things to post um i think that's all what what i think what we just talked about georgette are best practices I think yeah. really you do want to friend all of your clients and prospects. You you want to friend your email list by asking them to friend you and send them the link. Right. Um, you want to friend other local ideal client prospects when you can. And, you, you know, you do want to post three times a day. And basically you're going to post the, the you know, what you do and how what to do what to do on Facebook. And then you can kind of do how-to videos on YouTube that you post on Facebook also. There would be another example the basic idea here is that ex, if you want to be looked upon as an expert and kind of an authority in your market, then you need to teach, demonstrate, and lead through positivity and consistency. So you want to be leading, you want to be positive, you want to be consistent, and you want to teach people something. You want to give good content. You want to demonstrate how something works. You don't want to just be selling, selling, selling in terms of, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff 40 times a day. Uh, that's the, the fastest way to burn out your list. Um, you, they do. You do need to offer them. I'm not saying don't, but you yeah. also need to be, you know, looked upon as authority and not just a salesperson. And the way you do that is by educational selling rather than, you know, just being the loudest. And I think that that's what the other thing I want to get to was, I think the worst thing you can do on Facebook or or Twitter, any social media, is to just be yelling, uh, you know, your your deal all the time. You know, more people for my deal, more people, join here, join today, more people need to join, you know. Uh, I need more people or I'm going to go broke, you know. <laughs> I am broke, and this is my final post, and then the next day your Facebook post page is taken down, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I like, yeah, too, yeah, so, yeah. is having, uh, I just wanted to mention this, is not necessarily having me post, like a, a before and after or a testimonial, but actually having the person themselves post it because it gives oh. you, yeah, a little more credibility. Um, obviously, you need permission to do the post if you're going to do somebody's picture yourself and then say, you know, you need their permission and maybe people will still post But if they're willing to post it, then it's directly from them and it's, uh, you know, even double the effect because... It's not me posting oh, yeah. it, it's posting it. And I, you know, I just wanted way, to throw it, that in there, too. Because yeah, way more way more effective. Right. Uh, I, that's a great point, Georgette. That's way more effective than you posting on other people's behalves all the time. Right, because uh, if they're going to give you the permission to post, you know, uh, a testimonial from them, why, why not have them post it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. if if it has a picture, you know, one thing to do it. I mean, yourself, and that's fine. But I think uh, hmm. way more effective if they post it on your page and, and they are allowed. But, you know, I understand that that could be difficult to see because that doesn't show up on the it shows up in that little section, you know, posts by others. I wish they didn't do that change. That that's one change I didn't like. Before everything used to be visible right in the right on the main page. You, you know what I mean? Mm, so right, right. If somebody else posts it, and a lot of times I'll even see the auto post of the, you know, of, of some not an auto post, but something that I'm posting as me and not as the page, like I'm posting as Georgia Pan, instead of posting as Nutri-Fitness Boot Camps, it'll show up in that post by others little box. Oh, right. Yeah, and then I didn't, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I really wanted it to be posted right onto the page, you know, main main page. So, you know, that that would be the difference. If somebody else posted their testimonial, it would it would be over there. But I, I imagine they still get to they still get to as much <laughs> viewing, as much of a reach. I'm not sure as as the main page itself. I would imagine it would. That's the con. The pro is that everybody their friends would get to see what they posted. Right. Right. So. 
I just thought about that. That posting as yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, you know, this has been really fun. I'm sure we're going to have to revisit this, and we got to do some more content on the blog and in our inner circle on on this Facebook thing, because I think we just, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg that we talked about today. Um, I mentioned I had one little secret about the um, uh, about Twitter that I wanted to throw out at the end here, though, and I want to make sure I remember to do that. Um, what I found about I'm also concurrently doing a, a Twitter ad now. Um, and I, because I've heard of other people doing it and having success. Well, most people don't know that Twitter has just not too long ago has um, yeah. launched or relaunched or updated their whole advertising side of their website. And it's similar to what Facebook offers, but way more flexible. So they haven't really – they haven't cracked down with all these ridiculous rules about – every little thing you do and what you say and which photo you can have, what you can't have. And I put an ad on there uh, that immediately got approved and was running uh, within within minutes. And you can target it. Uh, I'm, I'm still learning the targeting, but, you know, they, you can still target it by geographic location and you can target by other likes or search results. And so I found that that might even be something else for, for our listeners to check out as well. Uh, there's a whole other demographic on Twitter, and there's probably a lot less uh, competition right now as of, you know, if you're listening to this within the <laughs> the time frame that, that we uh, recorded it, uh, it. There's a lot less competition. And so you may find that that might even give you a better result for less money. And you're, you can pay per click there. You you know, there's a different, different uh, things to look into. And so uh, it might end up costing you less money, too. So You could target age groups there, too. Uh, I, I what I found was they it was keywords and uh, areas, uh, locations, uh, female or male, languages, that type of thing. It wasn't quite as many options as Facebook, you know, because yeah. I just don't think Twitter has that kind of data. But uh, they but they they did have um, a lot of cool features in there, like you can have a little post and you can also have a little image card with it. Um, so there's some cool features there to, to to check out as well. And again, uh, you know, you you set a budget, so you're in, in control of it, and you can create your own little ads and and um, pretty much have three ads running, so you can compare them and uh, which is what it recommends. And a lot of it's automated, and they have a you have to do a search for it because it's not as easy to find as it is in in uh, Facebook. So you actually have to, I believe the the website's ads.twitter.com. Instead of I've just Twitter, I've on it for their business thing, but I yeah, I'd be yeah, um, and the results of that little experiment with the ad on on Twitter because you know you have to too know your demographics and who's what age group is mostly on there. In my area, it, there's a lot of younger people on Twitter. They've migrated somewhat mm, yeah. over. Because yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So you know, the high school age is uh, in this area. I'm not talking globally because I don't want anybody to kill me. Um, I know that they've migrated over to Twitter, and they use it more frequently than Facebook. Why? Because their mothers isn't are that on, amazing. Their mothers are on <laughs> Facebook, and they don't want to be bothered. So you know, they, you know. So that's why they have, have all done that. So you know. Um, so in my area, I know that you know teenagers are mostly on are mostly using Twitter. But so do I? I necessarily want to target that? No, I don't really. You know, right, um, right. Yeah. So I mean, I'd I, I'd have to I'd like to see an age um, option for their ads because there's a lot of people on Twitter that are young. I mean, it's it's you know meaning. <laughs> Even below high school, you know, you know, junior high up, and you know, it's not something I really want to target. This, but you know, the same thing on Facebook. But you're you're allowed to target twenty some to forty, you know, fifty plus or whatever. You're allowed to target age groups. So I think that would really be a help if Twitter did that. So. But it'd be interesting to see the, the the full experiment and be able to re, re, report back and see if we right you yeah. know 
if they think, yeah, it was successful. I mean, hey, maybe they don't, maybe, you know, I don't know how the Twitter for Business um, and the ads work necessarily because I, have, I haven't experimented with that yet. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do another episode on it. We're going to have to also do, we're probably going to put this in uh, some more of our um, future future marketing products, right? It would be great stuff to uh, teach uh, teach trainers how to do and uh, get, help them get great results with it. So. Yeah, that's why we're, we're kind All of right. doing well, that thing for you. <laughs> yeah, this has been a fantastic episode. Uh, thank you, Georgette. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on here with you, and I think thank we're going to wrap this up, and we'll uh, see everybody next time. Any last words? No, I'm, uh, I'm good, but the uh, blog, uh, we'll put this up on the blog, and that's thefitnessbootcampclub.com. That's for trainers, So, um, and our our private membership group. Obviously, we'll put it there, the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle dot com. Oh, actually, it's a private Facebook group. So that's my uh, last words. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you.